Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Palo Alto Networks has the broadest, most comprehensive cybersecurity for private cloud, public cloud, and SaaS environments because secure clouds are happy clouds. Protect yours today at go.paloaltonetworks.com slash secure clouds. Facebook's race to link your brain to a computer might be unwinnable by Cade Metz. What if you could type directly from your brain, Regina Dugan said, as the same words appeared on the towering screen behind her, one digital character at a time, a cursor leading the way. It sounds impossible, she continued, taking another measured step across the stage, but it's closer than you may realize. Dugan once oversaw DARPA, the visionary research arm of the U.S. Department of Defense, now, after a stint at Google, she oversees a blue-sky lab at Facebook called Building 8. Her keynote speech last week at the company's annual developer conference marked her public debut as a Facebooker. At Google, she worked on modular smartphones and ways of converting our immediate surroundings into 3D virtual worlds. At Facebook, she and her team are building, among other things, a computer interface for the human brain. It was a powerful speech, especially when she showed a short video of a woman with Lou Gehrig's disease, or ALS, who can already control a computer-tablet-keyboard with her thoughts. Later, Dugan extolled the importance of Facebook's terrifying effort to build something that has never been built before. Why do we sign up to be terrified each day, she said. That is the price we pay for the privilege of making something great. But before you buy into this very Silicon Valley message too completely, you should realize that Dugan's project, like so many of her projects at DARPA and Google, is truly a leap of faith, and in some ways her speech misrepresented what's possible. On the one hand, it's very exciting that these ideas are being discussed, says Miguel A.L. Nicolelis, the Duke University neuroscientist whose lab has been at the center of brain-machine interface research since the late 1990s. But the announcement was more like science fiction than something grounded in physical reality. 
Facebook wants to outrace the competition to the next big computing platform, whether it's virtual reality, augmented reality, or now machine brain interfaces. Apple and Google beat Mark Zuckerberg and company to the smartphone, and he doesn't want to lose again. But as always in Silicon Valley, there are other motivations at work here. Facebook is also a company that wants to be seen as the kind of innovator that will do good for the world, especially at a time when so many people are questioning the company's impact on public discourse. Dugan said that within a few years, her researchers aim to produce a system that lets people type with their thoughts three times faster than you can type with a smartphone keyboard, a much faster rate than what she demonstrated in the video of the woman with ALS. This kind of technology, she said, will not only help people with disabilities, but allow us all to use computing devices while continuing to interact with people here in the real world. But Robert Reiner, a professor for sensory motor systems at the Department of Health Sciences and Technology at ETH Zurich and another pioneer in this field, believes that such tech is more like a decade away if it happens at all. Silicon Valley has a history of pushing technologies forward faster than academia, but it also has a history of overestimating how quickly it can move. Both are worth considering in the wake of Dugan's speech. Facebook declined our efforts to discuss this research with Dugan, but clearly more is at play here than just science. Dugan wants to do great things by risking failure, but she and her colleagues are also working to foster the belief that Facebook will do these great things faster than anyone else. Across Silicon Valley, as strange as it may sound, a race to build a human brain interface is already underway, and Facebook must compete for mindshare and talent. Just a week before Dugan's speech, Tesla founder Elon Musk unveiled his new machine brain interface company, Neuralink, and earlier this year, Silicon Valley entrepreneur Brian Johnson unveiled a similar effort called Kernel. Like Facebook, both of these new companies are promoting their efforts to achieve things that are impossible today. All this is marketing, says Nicolaelis, who oversaw the academic work of two scientists who are part of Musk's new startup, including the Neuralink CEO. Some scientists believe that at least some of the tech promoted by these companies will never be possible, even setting aside the ethical quandary of whether humans should be seeking to turn their brains into machines at all. Elon believes that the brain works very much like a computer does. Pascal Kaufman, a neuroscientist who has explored similar research and is now the CEO of an artificial intelligence company called Starmind, says of Musk's recent announcement. Whilst Tesla, SpaceX, and many other endeavors are possible with a lot of efforts, sweat, and cash, the brain code cannot be unlocked even with unlimited cash resources as long as the underlying theoretical neuroscientific foundations are missing or just plain wrong. Johnson and Musk aim to implant devices inside the skull that can shuttle information between the brain and outside machines. But as Nicolaela says, such untested tech poses dangerous risks for healthy human beings. I can't imagine that anyone on ethical grounds would allow a healthy human being to be implanted with devices like that, he says, echoing what other neuroscientists have said. 
The brain-machine interfaces that scientists like Nicolaelis have long explored are quite different. They aim to build implants that can help treat people with epilepsy, Parkinson's, and other maladies. These implants can gather data about these conditions and perhaps even alleviate symptoms through what's called deep brain stimulation. Johnson and Musk say they will begin with this kind of work, but they also see it as a path to devices implanted in healthy brains. To Facebook's credit, it's not hyping the possibility of implants. Instead, Dugan says, her team, which now spans more than 60 scientists and technologists, is exploring interfaces that could read brain activity from outside the skull. But according to Nicolaelis and other neuroscientists, the kind of technology she describes may not be possible for 10 or even 20 years, if at all. Facebook hopes to use sensors that can read brain activity through optical imaging technology, but reliably taking such readings from such a distance is not feasible today, let alone the extreme difficulty of actually interpreting those signals. Today, scientists understand very little about how the brain actually works. But even if listeners give Dugan the benefit of the doubt, her speech painted a picture that wasn't quite what it seemed. She wants to build a rapid-fire, non-invasive machine-brain interface for everyone. She said that this is just the kind of fluid human-computer interface needed for AR, the digital augmented reality overlay on the physical world that Facebook and so many other companies see as the future. But in promoting this effort, she showed off a woman with ALS guiding a software keyboard through a brain implant, a very invasive device. What's more, Nicolaelis argues, this woman, the subject of a recent Stanford study, didn't need an implant. She could have driven that keyboard, albeit at an even slower rate, through much simpler external devices. It didn't make any sense to me, Nicolaelis says of the video that Dugan slotted into her speech. In other words, Dugan and Facebook showed off technology that is not really representative of the work they're doing and may even be dubious science. Confused? We don't blame you. Just remember this. Typing with your brain is probably just as far away as you think. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.